0: Welcome to the Embracing Water podcast. Today I'd like to maybe explore the area of forgiveness and maybe open up an area for you to contemplate or to seek into. So, forgiveness in our life can be very powerful that we, when we learn or can forgive another for perceived the wrong, or when someone can forgive us for any misbehavior or misdeed or misunderstanding. And it allows for smooth healing and loving relationship. There's a whole psychological and emotional counterpart to forgiveness and, you know, for people who've suffered huge difficulties from other people and it can be very hard to forgive when we've been maybe abused or tormented or scapegoated or, you know, blamed incorrectly or unjustly. So it's a huge area and to learn how to forgive is a journey in itself when we're dealing with such issues. Today I'd like to explore not just from a psychological or emotional standpoint, of course the law was touched the mental and emotional, but maybe to open it up into a different area, forgiveness from a spiritual perspective. What is forgiveness? So ordinarily when we speak of forgiveness it's either to forgive someone for their actions or activity or their deeds or the relationship with us whatever's happened or we seek to be forgiven we apologize we say sorry and of course this can be usually healing and courageous as well because it can be difficult to forgive but i'd like to maybe explore with you the possibility of a state of consciousness where there's nothing to forgive So this can be quite a challenge. Like, if we only come from the mind level, because when we look at it from a certain level, we say, "Well, you know, there's people who do really bad things in the world, you know," or "I may have done certain things and I had to be forgiven, you know," or "It was very beneficial to me to be forgiven." And they're all valid and true from a certain layer of consciousness, and it's not to negate them or bypass them. But it's to maybe show from a different perspective how forgiveness may not be necessary. Because I've met many people who struggle to forgive or in fact to have such remorse in themselves that they they're really Turns into a self flagellation, they cannot let go of the wrongs that they perceive that they've done, they cannot forgive themselves, or that the difficulties they had with someone they amount to so much we can't forgive them. You know, so this possibility of there's nothing to forgive is takes a shift in consciousness rather than it's a discipline or practice or you know, a cathartic healing. In a way, it is a healing, maybe. Maybe the deepest healing. So you know the words are coming to me forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. So these were the words attributed to Christ. And I'm not a Christian myself. I grew up in that faith, but I'm not a Christian. But I find some of the the terminology so deep, so beautiful. And what it points to, and whether we take Jesus as a, you know, historical figure or more a mythic figure, or a consciousness, the Christ consciousness, it's available. So, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. So, from my understanding of this, is you know, they know not what they do means they're ignorant. They have no idea what they're doing. And really, for me, this speaks of when we're ignorant, we're lost in the kind of this play of separation, this movement of me and other, us and them, right and wrong. And the whole kind of interplay of all these different seemingly disparate Polarities, you could say. So ignorance. Ignorance is to not know yourself or another. And that leaves room for so much misunderstanding, the possibility of so much misunderstanding. Because when we don't know ourselves, we, we have limited idea of what we are, what we're about, where we come from, and then the same is true for another. We have a limited understanding of, of them. So maybe we could say this ignorance, this being lost in separation, is the sensing, feeling and thinking of oneself as separate. alone in the world, but in relation to others. Yes, I'm sure as many of you may have experienced, there's different realizations one can have where we may experience unity consciousness, or God is all, or we may realize a unified field, or we may realize no self, that there's no separate self. All these are fragrances of, maybe you could say, the one consciousness or the divine. So then if we put that out, that this, there's this possibility of realizing the divine as all and God as all, or the infinite potential as the ground of all being then whom is there to forgive and for what? Then because all is the play of that divine unfolding. So that raises then another huge area, which is like many traditions we grow up in always attribute God or the divine to all that's good and beautiful and perfect. We can't imagine that God also contains the the not so nice, the dark, the uncomfortable, the hate, the fears, that they're part of this evolutionary movement. But there is the possibility of realizing this unity this God is all, the underlying divinity of all things. And then what need is there for forgiveness? Everything is in its place, so to speak. Now, immediately if we go to the mind, the mind will you know, come up with 10, 20, 30, 100 different things to say, well, how is everything right if this is happening in this moment? But you see, who is it happening to and who is doing it? So we could say, you know, it's the divine expressing itself individually through one form. That's ignorance of a source. It's still evolving. It's still moving through this kind of... crucible of life that shapes and shines it and starts to polish it into a clearer expression of the divine, you could say, a more conscious. So to awaken it, to bring it out of ignorance, it goes through this process of evolution. So really, you know, for an example, I can look at my own life and I can say, well, you know, I have memories of difficulties with different people. And I can say, I hurt them or they hurt me. And that's true from a certain level of consciousness. But also, it's simultaneously true that it's the one divine expressing itself through this form and that form. There's a lovely quote by Sri Aurobindo that I love. And it's an aphorism. quite humorous as well. He said, God struck me with a human hand. Shall I say then, I pardon thee thy insolence, O God? So really, he's pointing out that even the seeming challenges or blows of life are, in a way, the divine shaping us. Or the divine shaping itself would be probably more accurate. So I'm not giving this as a kind of something to debate or rationalize, but the possibility of tasting this for yourself, this ability to step out of blame whether of others or self. And to come, maybe you could say to this openness, of course, openness too can kind of, has its opposite. You could say this realization where the need for forgiveness does not exist. There's just an understanding of what's happening and the movements, and that there's movements and patterns of life evolving and they're moving through, developing individual forms which are can be of different degrees of not knowing, of different degrees of consciousness of who and what they are, what they need, so how egoic one person can be where they feel entitled to take, judge, dominate, crush you know, or a swindle, or whatever they do. And in a way, in our own lives, we can look back and see our own progress. So we, as a child or as an adolescent, we go through different phases where we can say we learn by our mistake. That's how our deeds can impact others. And we also know the beauty of when someone, where we may not act appropriately, and someone forgives us, they don't judge us. Maybe because they have a love for us or that they're very conscious. More often than not, that it's someone that loves us or an older adult or parent figure who says, you know, who's gone through these things themselves, and say, it's okay, you're just learning, you're growing, you're moving through something. But we can also come to this realization of the underlying divinity of all things. So, you know, sometimes in, you know, some of the faiths or traditions they say, you know, pray to God for forgiveness. But rather, then look for forgiveness. Maybe find the power to change, to transform, to awaken and transform. Because this transformation really wipes out the consequences of any act. Often, you'll see it with some people, they'll repeat the same mistake or error again and again. Even though, and then they might be sorry again, but they'll repeat it again and because they haven't gone through a change, an inner change. So what's important is this transformation. And definitely not to flood yourself with remorse or to chastise yourself continually or not to let it go within yourself or to hold something against another. And of course, you know, the, the impacts of not forgiving or believing that someone is wrong or that I'm wrong is really often one of the core imprints of the ego. This kind of inner judge that doesn't let go. In a way, you could say the stronger we hold to this idea of wrongness. The more egoic we can be. Now, of course, it can also go the other direction when we're very righteous. We can be just as egoic. You could say this opening to A deeper realization brings an equanimity or an equality to all things, and also the ability to understand that everything is okay as it is, and also that things can change, evolve, become more conscious. So holding this simultaneous view is not a dual view, that we're both okay and evolving. So if the divine is the originator of all things, there is nothing and no one to forgive. And I'll leave you one more aphorism from Sri Aurobindo. God gave me good in a blow, shall I say, I forgive the Almighty One the harm and cruelty, but do not do it again. So he's kind of in a roundabout way pointing out that from a separate standpoint, we can very easily misunderstand the movements of life. Yet when we come out of this separation we know, we come out of ignorance, we're no longer ignorance, we awaken, we're conscious. I wish you well.